We are the Wanderers of Western Sydney. Hello, I'm Tim Gilbert, a Western Suburbs boy from Guildford and a proud fan. Welcome to our podcast. This is the place to come to hear all the stories from our wonderful football club. Players, coaches, managers, fans. Our featured Wanderers will come in all shapes and sizes and diverse backgrounds. We are a strong club that is on the move and our people have rich and gripping stories to tell. Welcome. Great to have you along for the ride. Today's Wanderer is Lynn Williams. We are the Wanderers of Western Sydney and it's an absolute treat to have Lynn Williams join us from North Carolina. How are you, Lynn? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, no, really good. Really good. We're bearing <laughs> up in these very different times. It's It's been a strange year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been interesting, to say the least. Well, congratulations on, on a fantastic 29-20 season with North Carolina and no, another championship on the, on the soccer pitch. And uh, for Western Sydney Wanderers, a record-breaking season. How do you reflect on the past 12 months from a football point of view? Uh, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. A lot of ups and downs going from not making the World Cup team to to winning the championship with North Carolina to going to Sydney um, and being a part of that team for the first time playing international um, and then getting called back into the U.S. team when I thought I wasn't going to. So it's been an up and down year. In the end, a successful year, I would say, and learned a lot along the way, met a lot of cool people. So yeah, I would say I'm pretty happy with it. Yes, it's been quite a year. Equal runner-up <laughs> in the Julie Dolan medal, won by your teammate and roommate and good friend Kristen Hamilton. Some people say if you had not such a stop-start season, you might have got it with all the international call-ups. It was a tight one. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was pretty shocked that I was even in the running for that, just with how many, how little games I played. But definitely, like, so honored and humbled to receive or be even up for that award. And obviously, so happy for Kristen. I think that she had a great year. And I've been teammates with Kristen since um, 2000 in. 15. And so just to see like all the hard work that she's put into the game and all the struggles that she's been through. So to be honored in that way for her, I think it's amazing. Although the Olympics didn't happen in 2020, they're still heading towards the 2020 games of 2021 and <laughs> a, a great honor for you. And I, I suppose you've got to stay on track for it, but being named in that US national team to play for Olympic gold. It would be such an honor. You know, I, I am sad that it's not this year. Obviously, I think like many other people, instead of like being sad, I, I've tried to turn around and say, okay, what are some things that I needed to work on going into the to the Olympic Games? And now I have a full year to, to work on them and, and hopefully sharpen up a bit. But, you know, it was definitely a, um, I thought maybe I'd be going to my first Olympic Games or just finishing it now. And and so that was definitely a hit, but you know, um, what's meant to be is meant to be and everybody's going through hard times. So I just try to look at the positive of that. Like I have my health and I have uh, my family and, and so I have it a lot better off than, than most. So very, very happy and blessed to have that. Yeah. It's the best way of looking at it because they are strange <laughs> times, aren't they? The whole world wobbling on its axis. Uh, how, uh, how is COVID-19 affecting you guys right at the moment? Well, we, right now we don't have a season um, as of, we haven't really told us what we're doing. Um, we're supposed to be starting to train on the 17th um, in the hopes to have more games. We don't really know. So it's just kind of like everything's just up in the air and a question mark when it comes to soccer or football. Um, and then life, you know, like missing my family, 
um, not being able to do the things that like make you happy, um, just getting outside and going for a walk or having the option to like get a cup of coffee, you know, it's just, mm. it's weird. It's weird times. And then you're training and you're like, well, what am I training for? Like, when is the game coming? Yeah, exactly. It's the, um, it's, and it's, it is those simple things, isn't it? You got to sort of almost live in daytime compartments. Now we, we, we look at, um, we look at the year gone by. World Cup selection. Were you surprised that you weren't picked? No, you know, I think I saw it coming from a, a ways away. You know, the way I was dropped from like U.S. allocation was like through an email, and um, when I was, I thought I was playing well, I wasn't getting called in, and so, you know, I, I saw it coming, but that doesn't mean it doesn't um, hurt any less. So yeah, it, it was tough, but but I felt like it was. I wouldn't be doing myself a service if I just moped around and and like didn't watch the games and didn't support my teammates. I, I would have just been a bitter person and that's not going to get me to my dreams and my goals. So I said, you know what, Lynn, suck it up, um, back to the drawing boards and, and keep working. Because it was an amazing start, wasn't it, to your international <laughs> career? It was Switzerland, 49 seconds. Could you ever envisage that you'd bang a goal in that quickly? No, no, never. You know, you... You dream of being um, on the national team and then you dream of maybe getting a goal or maybe having an impact. And the fact that mine came so early, I was, I was pretty shocked as the rest of the world was. Oh, it was a ripping moment. Now, before, before coming to the Western Sydney Wanderers last season, you'd been to Australia before in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. your, your partner playing basketball in Melbourne, currently playing in Dandenong. Was that a hard decision to choose Sydney over Melbourne? Yeah, I, I think um, from a personal, like, Outside of soccer level, yes, it was. You know, we, we spend most of the year apart. And so when I get an off time, I like to go to Melbourne and, and spend some time with him. And this year, I felt like it was a great opportunity to go to the Wanderers. But at the same time, I felt like, why would I travel all the way across the world and not be with him? He's so supportive of my career, my dreams. And um, for him, it was more of what's going to make you the best player and what's right for you and we'll, we'll make it work. So um, I definitely am so thankful to have a partner like that who's beside me and supporting me in my decisions. So it was hard, but at the same time, I think it was the right decision for me. How's he going and where is he? He's in Melbourne right now. Um, so mm. he's he's on some strict lockdown right now. He's okay. Um, you know, I think he's struggling just like everybody else is in the sense of it's the little things. And like I said, wanting to go out and eat or see friends, the whole thing is kind of getting like monotonous. And when is this going to be over? It's difficult in Melbourne. I have um, a, a brother and a sister and their partner, wives, husbands, four, six kids between them. It's a tough time in Melbourne. So you'd be hearing it from, from him. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy all over the world right now, but especially for them, I think, um, we should be in stricter lockdown than we are, but they're in strict lockdown. So I feel, I feel for him. It must be good from the perspective of him being an elite sports person and you being an elite sports person that you understand the sacrifice, the drive, the moments, the highs, the lows, the disappointments and the adulation of being in sport at this level. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, I don't think it would work with me if if somebody didn't understand um, just this lifestyle. You know, it's it's very different. Um, traveling all the time, kind of being on a soccer schedule, not being able to plan life really. Um, 
and then then comes the, like just the emotions of the game if you've had a good game versus if you've had a bad game knowing the phone call that you're going to have with that person and and just we do distance our whole relationship has been distance which has been hard but knowing so having somebody that knows the big picture you know we both see the big picture of like we have to optimize what we can out of our playing careers because it, it's not going to last forever while we can why not uh let's wind the clock back get a little nostalgic pepperdine university uh you set a lot of records as a college soccer star named west coast freshman of the year does it does it seem a world away or just around the corner depends on the day <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes i'm like wow i can't believe it's been that long um i think the other day somebody was like how many years have you been in the league and i was like i'm finishing my sixth year and i was like oh my gosh like I've been out of college for longer than I was in college. Um, so in that sense, it seems like a long time. But in some senses, like I still talk to my college coach and I still talk to some of my college teammates and we reminisce on it all the time. And so in that sense, I'm like, it, it was such a huge part of my soccer um, career and development and just me becoming who I am. And meeting my partner that it seems like it was just yesterday so it kind of just depends on the day mm. i guess did you have to make a choice because you're quite an athlete um uh on the track as well yeah so i think one thing besides the fact that pepperdine was kind of the only school that really wanted me for soccer um the one thing that also drew me to them is that they were like we don't care if you run track and play soccer at the same time and during that time i, I still didn't know what i wanted to do and then once I got there, I was like, okay, I don't think I can actually do that. I think it was going to be a lot for me to to balance. And by that time, I kind of have figured out that I liked track, but I loved soccer. And so I was like, why would I take anything away from soccer if I can just dive in completely? So, so no, it wasn't too hard of a decision. How did you enjoy your time at Western Sydney Wanderers? It's a, it's a pretty good setup, isn't it? It's, it's, it's amazing and only getting better. Yeah, it was great. Um, I loved the girls. They were amazing. I loved uh, Sydney as a whole. Everything set up from the apartments they put us in to the pitch. You know, I I want to be able to experience it again when there isn't so many fires. Um, I feel oh, like yeah, that yeah. really kind of put a damper on things. You know, there were some days when we couldn't train and, you know, I didn't really get to experience, I think, all of the beauty of of Sydney just because you go outside and it was hazy. I'm I'm sure you understand that too. And so oh, absolutely. Yeah, you would see pictures and and then I would go outside and I'd be like, that doesn't look the same. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would love to like go back and experience it when it's like clear and beautiful or more beautiful. But what I did enjoy was amazing. You know, my mom came over and she absolutely loved it. So it's a great place. Oh yeah, and that's the irony of life, isn't it? We're in the middle of COVID nineteen and we speak about the bushfires, which does seem a long time ago, but the, the sky, you could not get it any more crystal clear and because it's all nice and fresh and clean <laughs> and there's been rain, there's been so much rain, the dams are all full. It is such oh an God. unpredictable world that we live in. China Doll was a, a favourite though, you guys. Uh, <laughs> from, from getting good reports, you guys ate your body weight in uh, Peking Duck. <laughs> yeah, China Doll was really good. You know, I... I love like Asian food and I felt like Sydney had such a huge Asian um, like culture and a lot of Asian inspired places. And, and so did Kristen, we both love Asian food. And so 
We went to China Doll. I had sushi right around where we lived. This is an Asian, but there was this place called Leaf Cafe that I would literally go to every single morning mm. and like get a coffee and breakfast. I was like, I'm going to leave this place a butterball. And, and <laughs> they're going to be like, what is going on? But I was, I was enjoying the food. <laughs> So you'd like to come back. You'd like to come back and and, and play with Wanderers again if it's uh, if it if it worked. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> that's a tough question. I loved it the time I was there, and I loved the girls. You know, the way I ended my time with the Wanderers was a, was just a a tricky time for me. You know, I I signed with the Wanderers not expecting to ever be back with the full team again, and so when I was getting called back in. It was amazing for me, but the timing with the Wanderers wasn't wasn't great. And leading into the Olympics, you know, you dream of that your whole life. And so continuing to fly back and forth, like it's not a it's not a short flight. It it, it was a, mm. like a hindrance on my performance. Um, yeah, well, you never say never. It's uh, <laughs> it's life is a funny old a funny old game. Um, no, I will never say never. <laughs> yeah, as as this interview is just between you and I, who's your favorite North Carolina teammate? <laughs> I can't answer that question. There's so many. Yeah, good well, ones. it's been it's been put forward by someone. You could imagine who it was. She wrote that <laughs> well, question. I I'm I'm gonna say Kristen <laughs> because I know she wrote it. Uh, I do. I it. She is one of my favorites. I um, you know, we we roomed together back in Western New York, and then we roomed together in Sydney, and even in North Carolina. I made sure that both of our our apartments were touching because <laughs> I couldn't leave her. So I guess it would have to be her. Oh, okay. You said the right political answer as well. <laughs> now, now, from the Western Sydney Wanderers team, we have some young Matildas in the setup. Did anyone catch your eye? Yeah. You know, I think Kyra is amazing. Um, she, she's an awesome player. I hope that she, you know, I, I think Australia's done a great job, but I also hope she just gets to go out and experience the world and experience different styles of soccer. The same with Susie. You know, she was nursing a knee injury, but when she did come and we get like little glimpses of what Susie could be, I think that she's going to be amazing when, when she's all fixed up. So it was great. You know, they're, they're young and it was funny. Sometimes I felt like I was an old lady, <laughs> but they're, they're going to be good. Well, what, what is, what, I mean, you're far from old. You sort of haven't even <laughs> hit your, your peak yet. You're just, you're a young player that's, that, you know, and there's so much ahead of you. But you've done a lot, and it took a while, and it took a bit of hard work to get that international career moving. What sort of word advice do you of advice do you give to those young players? Like, like I even think of my daughter, who's a twelve year old defender. She, they, they, <laughs> they love what they do. You know. You know, I think that just believe in yourself. You know, I think that along the way there will be times when you know you doubt creeps in, and sometimes the doubt is from other people. You know, there's there's so many t people along the way told me that like you can't do it and not necessarily so blunt but if i had an injury people would like say wow you know i would have given up already or i gave up because i hurt my knee or you know little things of you know that's going to be really hard or are you sure you don't want to eat that and and along the way it's just little things of doubt and i would just say don't let those creep in and and just believe in yourself at the end of the day like you know what's right for you and if you're not going to believe in yourself who is and so I think that's what's got me here is just belief and then the determination to do it once I've started believing in it. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it, sometimes? I know, like, I've been in the media for 30 years and early on in radio and television, they 
said to me, some people, oh, no, you can't do this. You didn't have the right voice or you're too tall, you're too big, you're too this, you're too that. You don't have the right amount of zippity yeah. doodah. But you've just got to not listen to people uh, yeah. if you believe uh, in your legitimate dreams. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, of course, surround yourself with people who are going to help you get to those dreams. And, and, and don't listen to anybody who's not going to. You know, I think that early on in my career, I would, you know, with social media being so readily available, look at what people would say about me. And I, and then I would, my whole mood would depend on that. And I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that if I wouldn't go to you for advice on a daily day basis, why would I care what you think mm. now, no, you know, exactly. in my career? So just don't listen to them and, and just believe in yourself. Like I said, only one college wanted me growing up and I wasn't in the, the youth teams for for the national team and it took me until I was 23 to get my call up and and so it's just me believing in myself and saying I'm not going to stop until until I reach my dreams so that would be my biggest advice to everybody. Oh, beautifully said, and I, and I think it's such a great advice for, for all young people. And some young people, are go, all, all young people are actually going through a time at the moment where many of us, and I can speak for myself, didn't go through because COVID-19 <laughs> wasn't around. So you need to try and goal set through and keep going. Now, on a real positive note, 2023, the World Cup's coming to Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> look, it's just going to be um, – look, the game is growing exponentially here with Sam Kerr and others. Uh, it'll be huge. I, I know I'm actually very excited about that. I hopefully am on the team. I think if it can't be in the United States, I would rather have it or I would also want it in Australia just because I feel like Australia is my second home with my partner and his family. And I just think it's it's amazing to see where women's soccer has gone and, and how much it's grown in Australia and how far it's still going to grow. And that's the most exciting part is that Yes, it, it's grown a lot, but it's only going to get bigger and, and better. And, you know, one day I'm going to hopefully have um, Aussie American babies. And, and uh, you know, if they're a girl, I couldn't be more proud to um, have them be Australia and Australian or American, whatever um, team they decide to play on. But to know that it could possibly be an Australian team, it brings joy to my heart still. Yeah, that's lovely. Is there any chance that we could see you play both for the US and the Australian side at some point, change your nationality? <laughs> I think they're going to have to change the rules a little bit. Uh, yeah. No, never. I my my kid might be could play for Australia, but I'm sorry, I'm I'm American. <laughs> Lynn, look, it's been an absolute delight. I know it's difficult at the moment, particularly with. Uh, uh, people you love on the other side of the world and, and the career in a bit of a holding pattern, but that will all pass. And I really appreciate you being our Wanderer today. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It was such an honour to, to play for the Wanderers. For more information on the club, visit wswanderersfc.com.au. We will be back soon with another story from one of our Wanderers of Western Sydney.